0: This is a post-Christian podcast. Welcome to the Revolution Church Podcast.
1: Good morning. Welcome to Revolution Live. So sorry I'm late, everybody. But if uh, Caleb doesn't get his iced coffee, that's right. Get cast the whip sometimes. uh, Things get a little rough around here. Need my juice. <laughs> Audio, video, God. Um So COVID's kicking off again. Great. Same thing every week. Feel like we're living in what's that movie?
0: Uh, Groundhog's Day. Oh yeah, right. Um, They're making a new Like a new version Of that a new remake With a remake. Samberg, yeah or Like a A take on it Yep That's
1: a movie that doesn't need to be remade <laughs>
0: Hey
1: <laughs> Hot take Don't make re- Remake Groundhog's Day Just re-release it In the theaters Once we can all go back to the theaters So Yeah Caleb also needed his His Juice today Mm-hmm. I was wondering if he wanted Gin and juice No not on the um, so you know as always I like to be very cutting edge with my sermons mm-hmm. you know where what's happening now in in the media what's happening now in uh, in the uh, stratosphere of, uh, of Instagram and Twitter? and Facebook um so I was I was thinking um by the way it is a beautiful day here in Mm -hmm. Minneapolis and it's either been five million degrees or two degrees so it's nice to have some nice weather today um I've been thinking all sorts of stuff lately just think 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 um stuff about revolution what is a church what does a church look like um does the word church even have a meaning anymore Mm. and does the word christianity even have meaning anymore um i mean church might as well be like the word building Mm. not that church is a building but you know what i'm saying like just like oh you know building like it explains kind of what it is but not what goes on and everybody has such different ideas and thoughts about faith and Christianity and theology, you know, just seems like we can't pinpoint anything down. Mm -hmm. And, and I kind of really wish Christians would become more open or tolerant of each other's differences in theology rather than us having to like burn everybody and own everybody and always be right. Um, Because I think there might be better, space for communication if we all kind of just said, you know, we've come to different belief systems because we've all had different experiences in life, different people in our lives, different music in our lives, different films in our life, different, you know, hardships, different good times, different, you know, just we all come from such different places in our lives um, from all these different things that put put us together and bring us to different places that create different opinions and different thoughts and uh, i think it would be interesting if if we were more like philosophers where we could write stuff or talk about stuff that might disagree with each other's philosophies and ideas Mm -hmm. but it didn't necessarily mean that you weren't in or you weren't out or that you were going to burn forever or you know whatever you know i I just or even if if i do think you're going to burn forever that i could at least disagree with you and just you know sleep at night knowing that you'll be tortured for a at the other grill <laughs> that's a joke um that's not enough satisfaction though. yeah it is I mean seriously like oh man poor guy might as well have a conversation with him now give him a cup of water while I can um, anyway I was uh, I, I, Twitter outrage I saw some Twitter outrage. And this time it was really good because it was on both sides of the aisle. Um, you know, we had, I saw angry conservatives, and angry progressives. And I was like, this is good. They're angry together. And it was over this silly thing. Um, it was CNN. And it was Don Lemon talking to, uh, I think, Cuomo, the, the other CNN guy. And um, they were having a conversation. And he goes, you know, it's like Jesus. You know, Jesus wasn't perfect. He never claimed to be perfect. And he said this thing. And everybody like was like, "Oh, the comments were like crazy. People were like, how dare he say Jesus wasn't perfect? He needs to go back. I can't believe Cuomo didn't, didn't correct him. And let him know, you know. I mean, he's a good Catholic, and he should corrected him and let him know that Jesus is perfect. And Jesus was perfect. And um, so I saw these comments, and I was like, "Oh, okay." This is on insane. CNN? On well, it was it was on one of their Twitter accounts. Sure, but yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, but this was live on CNN. Yeah, yeah. Where, where, huh. where Don Lemon said this. Now I've been interviewed by Cuomo and Don Lemon both. Um, um, happen to know that this is the funny thing is is I happen to know that. You know, people are like Don Lemon doesn't know what he talks about, and probably doesn't study and doesn't do anything like that. And it's funny because Don Lemon once sent me a picture of him sitting by poolside reading one of my books. So, really? So we, <laughs> yeah, so we know where his heresy comes from.
0: <laughs> this guy um, planting seeds all over the place, Jay.
1: Yeah. So I know he's at least, at least written, writ, writ, read one book about about our faith. Um, now I can't take full responsibility for his his Jesus isn't perfect comment. Um, but then I saw a progressive <laughs> pastor, you know, kind of clutching their pearls, um, saying, you know, this is the one thing you know that you can't disagree on, and blah blah blah. And really progressive person, like I even was like, really? I like went to their hmm. to their home Twitter home. And looked up, and they had all the normal progressive stuff, and their explanations of who they were, and Mm. and um, and I was like, okay, so everybody was really, you know, kind of like he missed the mark on this one. You know, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Mm. And then somebody asked me about it, asked me about it, and I was like. Or said something about it. I saw a friend of mine online say something about it on Twitter about it and was like, you know if there's one thing clear, you know one thing is clear Jesus was perfect. you know Jesus was you know and then you get know, the Calvinists who were like he was had to be sinless and spotless or otherwise we wouldn't you know be predestined <laughs> and he had to be the perfect lamb and but you no, know, this 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 one guy was like, no, Jesus had to be you know sinless and spotless you know I go. I don't know. And he said a few things. And he's like, what do you don't know about? And I'm like, Jesus being perfect. And, um, or sinless. And uh, he's like, oh. And so we had a little conversation. And and well, I was traded a verse or two. And, uh, you know, he's like, oh, man, we're going to be great friends. He's like, we're not going to agree on everything, but we'll be good friends. And, and we had a good laugh about it. And I love that. Because I love when you can talk about theology and different thoughts and different ideas about theology and not be overly emotional um it doesn't wreck you um you don't have to get mad and ultimately you know i think we are both going like yeah you have this thought i have this thought but it's not a game changer for either one of us you know it's not the end of we're not you know this isn't going to change us from being friends or keep us from having conversations. As a matter of fact, this might make our friendship more interesting because we'll have better conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so here I'm going to talk a little bit about Don Lemon's claim that Jesus was not perfect. And the fact that he said that even Jesus, Jesus never claimed to be perfect, which I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Um, I am guarantee you I probably am... <laughs> Maybe not the only pastor talking about this <laughs> on Sunday, <laughs> but I feel like I'm probably, because most people aren't like, Don Lemon, man, he's got the pulse, you know, he's got his hand on the pulse of the times. <laughs> um, I'm sure someone's like, I can't believe he said God wasn't, Jesus wasn't perfect, you know. Um, But I want to, I'm going to start with Matthew. I'm going to go into Matthew and we're going to look at, is Jesus perfect? Was Jesus sinless? Did Jesus have a lack or no lack? And we're going to ask some crazy questions And this should make for an interesting Q&A So Turn to your Bibles Matthew 15 Um, I'll give you a minute to get there Um, uh, Matthew 15 21 And we're going to talk about The Canaanite woman and I think this can also be found in Mark, but we're going to read Matthew since I, I'm in Matthew, and that's where I went. Um, so I can see comments already coming in. Um, for those listening online, we have I'm on face. We did this on Facebook Live as well, and so we can see comments come up, and we'll, we'll talk about this soon. And I, I think one person may have already figured out where I'm going. Mm. Spoiler alert! <laughs> Send in your theories to hashtag... Was <laughs> what Jesus perfect? Yes. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> See you next week. Send um, in the hashtag whatJaysay. <laughs> WhatJaysay. Um, Matthew 15, 21. Jesus left the place and went away to the district Tyra of Sidon. Just then a Canaanite woman... From the region came out and started shouting, "Have mercy on me, Lord, Son of David! My daughter is tormented by demons." But he did not answer her at all. And this, and the disciples came and urged him, saying, "Send her away; she keeps shouting after us." He answered, "I was not." Now listen to this. This is where Jesus answers this. This is pretty interesting. Um, I was sent. Only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So this is Jesus. This one's help me. My daughter's sick. And she goes, "I'm here for Jews. I'm here for the Jewish people. I'm, I'm a rabbi, you know, and um, I'm here for the house of Israel." And she goes, "Lord, help me." And he answered, "It is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs." Now this is Jesus saying this to the Canaanite woman. It is not fair for me to take the children's food, the chosen folks, the Jewish community, the Jewish church, and give it to someone who's not part of the chosen people. So, you know, and he compares her to dogs. So Jesus compares this group, the Canaanites, To dogs Does anybody see a problem with that? You know um, You know In this day and age Does anybody see an issue With Jesus comparing A community of people To dogs? Caleb? It's not a good look Not a good look Tone deaf Mm. Now If I tweeted A group of people Were like The dogs Like, if someone asked me, like, hey, Jay, could you pray for me? And I'd be like, well, you know, I really only pay for people who attend revolution. It's not fair for me to pray, you know, give to the, you know, you know, take away from the children and throw something to the dogs. (laughs) That would probably be instant cancellation. Right?
0: Oh, yeah. Jesus would have gotten canceled.
1: Jesus would have gotten canceled if this was online or videotaped, you know, if someone had their iPhone out. Um. Put the X back in Xmas, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and she goes, "Yes, Lord." She quotes back to him, "Yes, Lord." Yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fell from the master's table. Mm. So she's like, "Burn!" You know, she turns it on him. And, um, I think this is pretty interesting that she, she, she turns it on him and and we're going to see a lot of turning here. Um, so so she goes, boom, you know, what about this? And then Jesus answered her woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for your wish for you are as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. Okay. Boom. Perfect ending to a story. You know, and then we read that and go on and go, Oh yeah. And so now I, I this is a verse that I mentioned to someone who was asking me if I thought Jesus was perfect, and I this was my argument why I didn't think Jesus was perfect. And um but their point was is that Jesus was doing it more of like a performance like a test in front of of the religious leaders, so that the religious leaders would see it and um and, and, and be like oh dang you know jesus is really showing us what to do now i see this as a moment where jesus evolves jesus changes jesus changes his mind and says you're right Hmm. he's moved with compassion and goes you've moved me you're right Jesus learns something. Jesus has a moment where he, he something shifts in his mind. Now, this is my opinion. It does not have to be your opinion. You do not have to agree with me on this, okay? This is not the point of revolution is that we come together and we all agree. That is not this. That's, if you're looking for a church where we have to all agree, revolution isn't the, mm-hmm. is the one for you. you. Go somewhere else because I really I want us to be able to disagree and still show up next week online and eventually in person um so jesus has this moment where he goes yeah you're right your faith has made you whole like boom that was it and it does say something to everyone around him especially his disciples because i love how his disciples are always like let's get rid of them you know oh my gosh all these children let's hush get them away and then jesus has to pull them back in or they're arguing about like hey jesus which one of us is greatest or hey jesus they just treated us like crap so can we pull down hellfire and brimstone and burn them all up and jesus is like do you guys you guys get this at all you know um you don't know what you're asking and um so here we see jesus may have a moment of change in, in, in his mind and his heart in my opinion so jesus repents so for me mm. if i go through what the general concept and ideas of perfection are is that if you're perfect, you don't change. Um, Now, people will say God's perfect, and God doesn't change. He's the same today. But if you look back in the Old Testament, you will see areas where it says God repented, or God changed God's mind, Mm -hmm. and something happens there. So I think maybe we have this human idea, this religious idea, this sentiment of perfection that is not really there. And that has caused us so much trouble in the church, has caused us to be in so much legalism, has caused the church to split a billion times, and we have so many different types of denominations. Revolution doesn't even belong to the denomination. I don't even think we have a theology that we could literally write down. Mm-hmm. It would be fun to try to do it one day, maybe
0: after I die. Um, We're how many times do you use the word gray? The word gray? A gray area. A gray yeah.
1: area. We're gray, <laughs> Um So. Um, so here, here here, we are, and, and, and we, we have this idea of perfection. is supposed to be that you just, oh, well, you always believe the right thing. You mm-hmm. always say the right thing. You mm-hmm. always command the right thing. You always have to do the right thing. And here we're seeing Jesus going like, oh, you know what? I moved with compassion. I moved with grace. I moved with love. I, this is right. So is the perfection not in the fact that he has always had his mind set straight, or set right or had the perfect theology in his head because he's the son of God um, or is maybe what these folks were seen as perfection Jesus is willing to move the goalpost um, closer in rather than further away or lower the bar or open the gates wider um, in those moments where he felt love and compassion
0: mm-hmm.
1: so are you guys you know this is when I miss kind of having a, a service in person because I know if Bob was there Bob mm-hmm. would be saying something back to me right mm-hmm. now and you all could hear it And so with the, with the reading of things I can't really say things you can't re- I have to wait till so I don't screw up the podcast
0: I'll drop it in and post
1: yeah I'll post produce it post production Caleb's really good with um of impersonations
0: yeah
1: um I say we let him go um <laughs>
0: Oh my God. Yeah. I like your impersonation of my impersonations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's,
1: a, yeah, it's, it's really very meta kind yeah. of way we do things here. So this is Jay's perspective. Um, Now I'm going to look at Mark. What? Yep. One of Mark. Cool. Mark 10. Because I was like, well, you know, I was thinking this morning, like, what does Jesus say about his own perfection you know and um, what do I say um, anytime I get headphones on and a microphone around I yes. automatically sing Caleb will tell you that's that.
0: why I stopped giving you headphones for whenever we record
1: because <laughs> if I have the big headphones on I'm singing we are the world Just, mm-hmm.
0: that's, <laughs> boom child of the 80s <laughs> Um, uh, and you'll do like Star Wars quotes And Darth Vader Oh that I do do Yeah okay yep. Exposed Okay so Mark
1: 10 17 And it says This is where the rich As he was sitting out On a journey As he was setting out On a journey A man ran up And knelt before him Which is we're talking about Jesus And asked him Good teacher what must I do to inherit the internal internal life? Jesus said to him, "Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone." Ooh. And then he goes on to say, "You know what the commandments are." And then uh, you know. He, well, I'm going to read the rest for a second. No one is good but God alone. You know the commandment: "You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery." You shall not steal, and you shall not bear fault witness. Yes, you shall not defraud, honor your father and mother. And he said to him, Teacher, I have kept all these since my youth. And so he goes on, because obviously this guy is wants more. Like mm-hmm. often we're like, "Hey, Jesus, what do I have to do?" And we're like he's like, "Just love your neighbor as yourself <sighs> and me with all your heart." And those are equally as important. And we're yeah. Like, yeah. but really, uh-huh. what do I need to do? Like, do I build a giant church? Mm. Do I stop having lustful thoughts? Do I stop hanging out with this group? You know, let's create rules and laws because I need mm. I need direction. I need I need to be guided. But the, I'm going to look at these small things and trying to step back, take a better look. But Jesus is, "Why do you call me good?" In 17 or in 18, Jesus said, Jim, why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. So right here, Jesus says no one is good but God alone. Now, I think we're all seeing this through some sort of like, oh, Jesus is mean and cryptic, and he's just, he's such a humble guy, you know, he's like, oh, no one's good but God, you know, and, and but really, wink, I'm perfect, mm. you know. I mean, think about it. I mean, is Jesus doing that? Is Jesus being like sending a wink and going like, only God is good, brother. You know, is he being self-righteous? You know, is he being passive-aggressive or passive mm. virtue-signaling? You know, um, you know. I remember when I was a kid, and I, I was in a church with my sister, and she was singing, and this woman comes up to me and she goes, "Who are you a slave to?" And I was like, "You know, I, I could give a damn." At that time, I was, but I was like, "But I was like Jesus," <laughs> you know. <laughs> And she goes, no, I notice you have earrings in your ears. And the Bible says if you're pierced, you're a slave. So who are you a slave to? What you know? the? But my automatic thing was like, I know the answer here. Jesus. <laughs> you know." And, and so it, it kind of makes God look, I mean, Jesus look like he's going, only God is good. But maybe Jesus is saying, you know, I'm not, I'm not perfect. Only God is perfect. Only mm-hmm. your Father in heaven is perfect. And what do we do with that? But we have all these other people who are like, oh no, Jay, but it says here that he was spotless, the sinless lamb. Okay, I'm not even going to argue with that uh, to a certain extent because I think there might be another way to see that. But it might not have to do with lack and it might not have to do with uh, Jesus being perfect and not being able to learn. Um, So Another thing that Jesus did is he was would would be seen as a Jewish teacher, and and you've got to remember Christianity did not exist yet. Jesus didn't come and be like, "Hey, I'm starting a new religion, everybody, and it's called Christianity." You know, jump in. Here the here's here's the ideas and thoughts. You know, no, he was coming to say like, "I've come to you know I haven't come to abolish the law. I've come to fulfill it. I've come to bring something you know new. I've come to show you what it is." You know, he was saying like, "I've come to like be a part of Judaism, not become Christianity." um that was something i think we you know we see with paul and people like that we're growing it more but um so in the eyes of religious leaders in the eyes of religious leaders and I see i see people facebooking on here saying you know jesus couldn't have been perfect blah 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 and i think that's interesting because so many people are like oh jesus had to be perfect mm. you know and so even here we're seeing opinions of people who are agreeing with me which i always like um <laughs> But honestly, no. I mean, but yeah, we all have different opinions. And so I don't know why everybody clutches their pearls mm-hmm. when a news anchor on CNN says it and then thinks, like, oh, he must be a mindless liberal who's never read anything religious. And I know he read my book. You know, he actually tweeted me and contacted me and emailed me about it and we talked about it. Um, this was a long time ago. But I know he's someone who's very interested in, in Christianity and different in Christianity in a very unique perspective. That he's open to different new ideas. Um, Don read, Lemon is who I'm talking about from CNN.
0: He read your book. He read Galatians.
1: Yeah, he read Galatians. Yeah. Jay's book. Um, and uh, anyway, so here's Jesus saying, "Well, who, only God is good." But okay, so Pharisees and the religious teachers of the law do not see Jesus as a sinless person okay Jesus is unclean by the company he keeps mm-hmm. and the folks he eats with by dining with people he was saying I'm building a covenant with these people these are my people he, he had this covenant it wasn't like us sitting down and having a meal now it really meant something <clears throat> in those times especially if you are a rabbi to sit down and share a meal with someone and so uh, Matthew uh, his disciple who was a tax collector who was seen as a traitor to those, his own people you know Jesus was connected to Tax collectors were seen as thieves, uh, prostitutes. Uh, the Bible says notorious sinners. I mm-hmm. think, and and it says, you know, the, the Pharisees asked Jesus. In I like the New Living Tradition. He goes, why do your t- why does your teacher eat with such scum? You know, and I like the idea of notorious sinners. You know, it's like these were people who were not just like sinners, man, but they were just mm-hmm. super sinners. Like They're they were, were known. They were professional sinners. Sorry, everybody. I just scrapped a a bug bite on my leg and it's bleeding. Do I think I got a bug
0: bite too? Um,
1: Minnesota state bird. Um, so anyway, so Jesus is not seen as clean. He's not he, so in, in, so Judaism, his own faith, he's seen as being unclean. He's seen as someone who's going like you know, changing the law. You know, he goes as you've heard it said. You know but I say, you know, kill your enemy. But I say, love your enemy, you know. You've heard it say, I've heard I, but I, you know. So Jesus is coming in and he's changing things. He's making difference and he's not seen as being, he's definitely seen as unclean, ceremonially unclean. Um, but obviously Jesus also um, had no concern with what folks thought about his lifestyle or the company he kept. You know when when Jesus was at with the woman at the well, well the Samaritan woman, you know, and talking to her, his disciples come up and like, why is he talking to a woman alone? You know mm-hmm. what is going on? You know, so even amongst his own disciples, he didn't care what how he appeared. Um, today, appearance means so much to so many people, and I think it's really strange because we all grew up with that in the church. Like, oh, don't hang out with those people. You know, you can mm-hmm. you know avoid the appearance of evil and here's the verse that says it you know and, and don't go there and don't do that and um, and Jesus didn't care so if like I want to be like Jesus I'll hang out with people that people don't like
0: mm.
1: um, but today if you see me hanging out with the wrong crowd like if you saw him like for some of you your big trigger would be like if if I went and prayed for the president you'd be like oh my gosh Jay's lost his mind he prayed mm-hmm. for the president he's going to you know he's oh how could he do this he's condoning this you know and you get this you know how dare you you know and I think that's how probably the religious teachers saw Jesus and the people he hung out with as like who does this guy think he is you know he really pushed them hard you know and at one point people go like why do you hang out with these people and he goes I've come to call sinners not those who think they're good enough mm-hmm. because not those who think they're good enough yeah. He doesn't say not those who are good enough, but those who think, it really means like those who think they're righteous, those who think they have it together. Because there's, you know, no one does. All sin. All fall short. Yet God in His gracious kindness declares us not guilty. Um, so, you know, Jesus doesn't wash his hands. Not a very popular verse right now. Um, I, I think it's in Luke 7. 34, where it says that, Is it 734?
0: I have no clue about Washing Hands Bible uh, verses. No,
1: not the Washing Hands one. Another one. Um, let's just see what I have here.
0: Um I can Google something if you want.
1: Uh, no, that's not what I was looking for. Is that 634? Oh, to your 734 over here. Sorry everybody, I went to 634. Um Okay, so Jesus says, The Son of Man comes eating and drinking, and you say, Look at this glutton, a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors, and a sinner. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, wisdom is vindicated by all her children. So here Jesus says, I know what you guys think of me. I know you think I'm a friend of tax collectors, and I'm a sinner, and I'm a drunk, and I'm all this. This is what you think.
0: That was like his image. Yeah,
1: this is my image. This is what you see. Now, most of us like who follow pastors and stuff probably don't like want to follow a lot of pastors that are known to be like, oh, they're notorious sinners. Like, oh, they hang out with prostitutes, you know. Oh, well, they hang out with prostitutes just to help them not be prostituted anymore. Or they hang out with, ta- you know, sinners to kind of help them repent doesn't sit down and share meals and hang out with them and live life with them. But Jesus was very much doing that. Yes, he was teaching them. I think, yes, he wanted to change people's minds and help them see things clear. Definitely. But as as much as the people persecuting him as the people he was spending time with, you know. But Jesus was sitting down having a drink Mm -hmm. with these folks, you know. He wasn't scolding or pointing his fingers. He was saying, hey, let's sit down and dine and lay around a table and have a conversation. I mean, I can only imagine because I don't have it written down. But that's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, so here's Jesus' people's idea of Jesus is he's not perfect. He hangs out with the wrong people. Um, he's a sinner, uh, a drunkard. Bad people, doesn't wash his hands, doesn't follow commandments, changes commandments, doesn't follow uh, cleanliness laws. Um, uh, what else? Um, speaks in riddles. Um, I just added that one because that, that would drive me crazy yeah, I right. hanging out with Jesus. I would just be like, man, just... Answer the fucking question. Tell me what you're saying. Yes or no. Yes or no, or not, Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> I would have been like... The weird disciple, the jerk disciple, Jay. Jay the jerk.
0: (laughs) Jay, the one who was an ass.
1: (laughs) Um, Or Jay the idiot who couldn't understand a parable. (laughs) Um, Here's another thing. I'm just going to strip it down even a little bit more. Jesus. We only see three years of Jesus' life written down 30, 40, 50, 60 years later. After Jesus has died and resurrected, but we, these are stories, these stories of his life, are written later by communities, not necessarily firsthand accounts of Jesus's life. And we get three years out of thirty, so mm-hmm. I'm just saying there's a chance that there is some, you know, mishaps in in thirty years if Jesus was human, you know, and and if you want to go like completely like Jesus was God incarnate. You know, God became human, became flesh. Why did God become human? Why did God become flesh? And did God just already have the wisdom of God? Um, you know, those questions aren't necessarily answered. You know, um, was he born perfect? Did he lie to his parents? Did mm-hmm. Jesus ever lie to his parents? We know he got lost, and then he walked away, and he left his parents, and went and spoke at the temple, and argued with teachers. Yeah. You know, and they're like, don't run away from us, you know. How dare, you know, is that a sin? Is that a mishap? Is that perfection? You know, um, I can't necessarily, you know, I'm just, I I, I keep on just poking these ideas and thoughts of just this human Jesus and our ideas of what perfection is. Mm, yeah. You know, it's like our ideas of what beauty is and our ideas of what wealth is.
0: And, yeah. Uh, and, and what a happy life is Like um, you said before Jesus was executed as a criminal Yeah, Jesus he was seen as a criminal's as death, a criminal's
1: death. Mm-hmm. And even his own religion It was says curse is anyone who's hung on a tree mm-hmm. And and Jesus was pretty much hung on a tree Um. So I don't know What's the point um, Oh, you know, it's funny Because we all have, you know Jesus was who he was, and we all have these different ideas of what success is and what success is not. And and the other day, I was in the car with Milo, and we had gone on on on, uh, on Fourth of July. We went over to a friend's house who had a swimming pool, and they let us swim in there. And then we were driving home and going to the apartment, and Milo was like, "Papa, you know, you should make more money so you can buy a house and get a pool." Mm. Oh, good idea. And I was like, mm, "I like never that. thought of that." And I said, "Buddy, I'm like." You know, sometimes in life, you sacrifice certain things so you can do what you love, you mm, know. Mm. And I'm like, and Papa loves what he does for work. And so Papa probably won't ever be able to afford a pool. I mean, unless I become like my folks were and I grew up with the pool. So that was nice. Um, you know, unless you guys really get on the donation train. Mm. Um, <laughs> wink. Um, but... No, so I was like, you know, sometimes in his idea, that was success. That was, you know, this is what you should be. And I had to explain, that's not how life works. And um, so we all have these ideas of what perfection should be. I think the church, that's one of the things where the church has really fallen is this idea of perfection. It's like if it's not in the Bible, if it's not there, then it's not perfect, you know. So we argue LGBTQ rights, we argue these folks' rights, we argue this is a sin, this isn't a sin, uh, free will and predestination, and, and you've got to have it all figured out, and you have to have the right theology. And, mm-hmm. Oh no, it's all about grace, asterisk, you know. Mm-hmm. But boom, 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 boom. You know. Yep. Um. It's really about what you believe in the right doctrine. And uh, how right. dare you question? Like, I remember, I, I used to get really hung up on certain certain theological issues, and then when I moved to New York, um, I remember sitting down with um, having me and, and Vince did a short-lived Bible study together, hmm. and we were talking about resurrection, and he asked me about resurrection, and I said, you know, man, I said, if resurrection isn't true, then I quit. You know, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, if the resurrection isn't literal, forget about it. And he goes, oh, it's funny. It's really never mattered to me if it was literal or, or, or not, if it was physical or if it was visions or, you know, he's like, it just never really mattered to me. And I was like, Ew. <laughs> so I hired him as my assistant pastor, as I often do, um, <laughs> and uh, my co-pastor. And, uh, but I learned to learn through him and then getting to know Pete that some of these things are just like, it's like arguing, like how many angels can dance on the head of a pin it just doesn't mm-hmm. do, at the end of the day it doesn't really make a difference like right. to me I would say to this talk to me I don't really I'm like Jesus sinless or Jesus had sin but I think it's important to talk about I guess and the fact like it doesn't concern me but it's important to talk about because I think we need to be able to respect other people's views and realize like it can come from the Bible that you think that Jesus wasn't a perfect human being yeah you know you can say look these i hear the verses this is why i don't think i'm going to step back and matter of fact it might be important that jesus wasn't a perfect human being it might be important that god loved us so much that he gave his only son to actually experience humanity in, in, in completeness um you know did jesus lust you know when jesus was a teenager did he lust you know did jesus masturbate you know um, that seems like that would be an interesting Christian t-shirt um, I remember there was a Christian t-shirt that kids used to wear that said Jesus farted they're like oh look he's just like you and me he farted you know everybody poops you know like Jesus pooped isn't that great I mean he didn't sin it smelled like chocolate but he did it <laughs> so um, <laughs> but you know so but the fact is, is like you know Jesus was a man. Jesus was a human being. Jesus had feelings in, in biology, you know. A dream. Fully human is fully human, as Thomas just said. You know, it is. It's, it is. And so so you guys have to get back online and argue with all these people about – no, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Um, so and I'm going to look at other things. So Jesus you know, changed the law. Then Jesus loses his temper in the temple. And and some people say throw tables, but more than likely they were just carpets laying on the ground, and he was probably just kicking dust on them and stuff like that. But we don't have to get into that details. Um, but he, you know, and that's one of the reasons he was arrested because he loses his mind in the temple, and. Um, you know, and it's all about sacrifices and things like that, but he's, you know, like, this is ridiculous. I mean, I, I understand his point was being made, and there was a good point being made. But the still thing is, is well, then, is he perfect if he has to lose his shit in, in the temple? You know, I mean, is that perfect? Or is that a human reaction? I'm going to go further and say, in the Garden of Gethsemane, where he goes, you know, take this cup from me, if you mm-hmm. can he has his moments and doubts and pain right there and he goes I don't want to you know I don't want to do this if I don't have to you know so you know what's that yeah that's Um, a really
0: revealing verse
1: you know and and some say he was sweating blood and then you know like any good apologist I've read things where that can technically happen when you're under a certain amount of stress Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) because it had to be it had to happen literally um, and so I've said You know, the doctors say that when you run under a major amount of stress, you can sweat blood. Um, Sound familiar? <laughs> so Jesus uh, was freaked out, and um, anyway, we got that. And then on the cross, Jesus cries out, "My God, My God, why have you forsaken me?" Yeah. Um,
0: what
1: a powerful verse. Very powerful verse. To the point where I think theologies can be almost based on that verse, um, and when I was going through my hard times, and I've gone through different ones in my life, I know there's been time where I've been like, I just feel like God's not there, and God's and people are, like, oh, it's because God's carrying you, and you only see one set of footprints, you know, that one, and you you know, blah blah blah. God is there, but you know, oh Jay, you just gotta have faith, you know, and well, God, Jesus thought God was gone, that. He felt abandoned by God. You know, is that perfect or is that human? Um, now, when Jesus said in Matthew 5, this is something Jesus said about perfection. As Jesus said in Matthew 5, be perfect as my father in heaven is perfect. So that's like a small order, right? You know, God, Jesus just wants us to be as perfect as God. No big deal. Um, so that should be easy. Um, but here's the, the thing. Um, be perfect as my Father in heaven is perfect. Um, is that was right about it. He was talking about how do you do that? And he go, He was talking about loving your enemies. So when Jesus was saying be perfect as, so you can be like my Father in heaven, he's literally speaking about Enemies Loving your enemies So Is it That maybe Jesus had Love That had been perfected Over time Or perfect Perfect love That was Now let's see We could get into Atonement theory Because that's going to be Everybody's mm. big rub
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: It's like Well if Jesus wasn't perfect Then he didn't die For our sins
0: The math doesn't work out You know
1: um, I have issues With atonement theory Um I, I I think it's more a, a thing of cultural understanding at the time more than I think Jesus came to show us the true nature of God not to die on the cross for our sins um, I think grace has always been there I mean that's what it said that you know grace was, was given before the law you know Abraham was
0: made holy because of his faith not because of his works um, so you could also say he died because of our sins you could, that's another valid translation right? yeah. yeah
1: he was punished for I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to try to do wordsmithing right now. Um, so, so there's love. And so let's look at this. Um, you know, Corinthians 13, love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. So is Jesus doing those things? Is that maybe a pointing back to Jesus? And I've not even ever thought about that before till just this moment and i've done corinthians 13 4 through 7 a billion times but is maybe that an image because paul talks about more about what jesus did more than ever what he said he doesn't really quote jesus and say things that jesus said so the apostle paul you know he says you know love never gives up never loses faith always hopeful endures through every circumstance is he explaining us maybe like the love that he understood in christ and because Paul's life was much closer to Jesus' life. um, There's sometimes an idea that we might get a better idea of Jesus' life through understanding Paul than just reading the Gospels. Hmm. Um, Um. So, you just did. Um, (laughs) So...
0: Quote Why does
1: Paul have to push Jesus' disciples continuously mm-hmm. to remind him to love Gentiles? It's mm-hmm. another question. Mm-hmm. So if the whole like Gentile thing was already taken care of, and Jesus was just you know being, like sh- trying to make a show with a woman saying you know well dogs don't get I don't really going to give what to the dogs what the ch- children deserve, um, you know we see Jesus talk about the Good Samaritan, and we see Jesus talk. You know, his heart changed by this woman, where he says, "You're right. Your faith has made you holy." We see Jesus talk to the woman at the well, which is a huge thing, and he stayed for three days and hung out with people. and I wish there was actually more about that in, in, in the Bible. I wish they would have written that down. I think that would have been very interesting. Um, so, yes, the letters of Paul were written before the king. wait. I'm calling the jinx. They me coke. What's that? They owe me a coke. Jinx. Okay. <laughs> So, um, so Paul's obviously looking into something and going like, you know, hey, we've got to do more here. And so I believe that evolution, that Christianity is a faith of evolution that continuously builds on I think I think it continues a journey of grace that lends that leads to more human inclusion and in, in faith. That we're constantly being pushed to include more in this faith that that's kind of the, the role of having faith to the point where i almost feel like legalism tests us and i think we see that's why i love galatians is because he keeps saying you're falling back into the to 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 these these rules and these regulations and you're missing the importance of faith expressing itself in love you know he, he, continuous around us is that you know there's no male nor female Jew nor gentile slave and you know, he's getting rid of all this stuff and saying love 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 grace you know and he's saying, like, yeah, there's certain things that you do that you won't get the fruits of the Spirit. If you're practicing this, if you're drunk all the time, you're not probably going to be the most patient person all the time or deal with all your problems. Or if you're casting evil spells or all the stuff he says, you're <laughs> sowing discord, you're not going to be the best. You know, you're not going to have probably a lot of peace. <laughs> Quit um, casting all those evil spells. <laughs> so I, I, I think one of the things that Paul's showing us and, and that Jesus is showing us is that love continues to cover a multitude of sins. Always. And or a multitude of lack, and that it's more about including people, sitting down with people, having conversations with people, loving your enemy, being kind to those who persecute you, making the hard decisions, having the hard conversations. It's an inclusive gospel Mm. to the point where it's so inclusive that it doesn't demand its own way. Love doesn't demand its own way. Christians, shocker here, are not supposed to demand their own way. We're not supposed to like oh well we should make our convictions into law you know we should definitely make that a law you know it's not that's not what it says um, I mean there's some other verses and certain things that we could probably get into and argue that but um, I'm fine with arguing them so is a scene is a sinless Jesus I'm going to ask you guys this is a sinless Jesus a non-negotiator for you? Like, is it like he has to be perfect and sinless? Um, or is it okay to say that Jesus' is, if you're an atonement person that needs atonement, if that's a non-negotiator for you too, which I understand because those are I'm preaching heresy when I question the atonement theory. I know that, because it's not the the most widely accepted idea of what Christianity is. Um, and I know that questioning Jesus' is perfection in in life is kind of seen as heresy too but you know are these non-negotiators for you but are you willing to still have the conversation if they are non-negotiators are you still willing to say like you know what Don Lemon is my brother in Christ you know and I don't think he's right but you know why did he come to this conclusion why did he say this you know not have to be like oh you know How can we do anything? He doesn't know basic theology. And I'm like, no, the problem is is you all know basic theology. It's not the problem that he doesn't know basic theology. (laughs) It's the problem you only know basic American theology. Like you haven't gone and studied deeper into it and gone into it and deconstructed it and looked at it and taken it apart. You're just saying, like, I just accept what everybody else accepts. Booter. You know, sit in a theology class, read 15 different theology books. These people have different, every theologian has something different about God and Christ and belief system. If it was all based on a belief system, we'd be screwed because there'd be like only a few people who were right. If it's about who's right and who's wrong, we're done. There's a reason there's grace, there's a reason it's very unfair and non, doesn't discriminate against anybody, especially your enemy. Um, does it matter? To me, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not putting all my chips on it. I'm just I'm not hanging my head there. Hat there. Um. So, I, the other question is, is can uh, and I think this has already been answered. But can someone be truly human and experience a lack? you know so I don't think Jesus could be truly human and not experience lack not experience sin not lie to his parents you know I mean my kids lie to me all the time you know I sit down with them and explain to them why they don't have to but you know they get nervous and they don't want to get in trouble and yeah. she did it he did it you know Um I took the kids swimming dropped them off at their mom's house and their mom texted me going like Hey, just texting you, asking you if the kids took a shower after the swimming and they didn't because we just went swimming. And I was like, you know, she's like, but Milo didn't want me to text you because he said, you know, you go to bed at
0: 6.30. <laughs>
1: no, Mom. Uh, yeah, he said, yes, We they took a shower and don't text Papa after 6.30 because he's in bed. Now, they had not taken a shower and believe it or not, I didn't go to bed at 6.30. You know, I usually go to bed at, at you know, 9 or 10 at night and then... 10 in the afternoon and then 4 in the afternoon. But anyway, <laughs> in I sleep, afternoon. I'm depression. I sleep a lot. Um, but no, you know, so it was really funny. He, he was a storyteller, but he's a kid and that's what kids do. Mm-hmm. Um, so my last thing here is is, is, it, is it possible that Jesus' perfection was how he loved? Is maybe that or Jesus' purpose how he loved? And so maybe we need to reframe perfection and think about perfection differently. Mm. Um, honestly, these, are, these type of things are why I almost don't want to call myself a Christian or call revolution a church anymore because I'm just like, you know, if even like, you know, progressive thinkers are like, you know, non-negotiable theology, you know, anytime there's a non-negotiable theology or doctrine, I'm like, ooh, I've got to look into this. And if there's always more to it, then there was, you know, there's always way more to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you study like Paul's vision of Christ, you could argue that, you know, and really look into it. Then you can look back and see the resurrection, and you can say, well, maybe these guys were having visions and not having a literal resurrection. Um, I don't know. I don't know, honestly know. I hope it was a literal resurrection, to be honest with you. But the point is, is like. For deeper studies of certain things I, they've led me to look at other things you know and like hell you know like oh my gosh there's all these different hells and, and, and they're different different meanings and, you know, and how, you know it's complex you know it's just it's a complex book it's not a perfect book there's books in it that should probably not be in it um, it's interesting um, and I love it but anyway I just couldn't deal with the fact that everybody you know was freaking out that Don Lemon thought that you know said that Jesus wasn't perfect and everybody freaked out about it. And I was kind of glad that everybody freaked out about it across the board because it was nice to see some unity and, and mm. with Christians. Um, but then of course I have to push That's back funny. and be like, Ah, That's really? Funny. This is what you're going to get upset about? You know? Have you watched anything else on TV lately? Um, so there you go, keeping the hard news right here. I know. I know you're all. Uh, <laughs> I know you all were really worried about that Don Lemon thirty second clip, and so now I've cleared it up. So, <laughs> hey, America!
0: Today in Minneapolis, Pastor Jay Baker clears up the top controversial issues.
1: Get back to to fighting for civil rights because it, and the coronavirus. Because I finally cleared up the Don covered Lemon, covered the, don't, the, the, the Don mm-hmm. Lemon scandal for you. All right. Well, now it's time for Q and A. Even though we've gone to twelve, that was really long.
0: It was a really good one, though, Maine. Um. So, all right, Caleb I mean, writes down some of your comments
1: and stuff, and frantically tries to get them out. So we're going to kind of throw some out there and try to get to all your responses.
0: Lots of, we got you stirred up something today, Jay. Um. So at the start, oops, at the start, Greg said. Wouldn't it be great to be human, or at least to be accepted as such, even though we know we are perfect? That was a <laughs> joke. To be human, I think we agree, is to have compassion and empathy. Not saying destructive people are right, nor any of us is perfectly right. If Jesus ever ate a french fry, he would not be perfect. Cheryl said Jesus was perfect in the way he loved people, period. I know, I saw that right oh, away, I and I was like, yeah. oh, he figured to. out the whole time. I think we all look too deep into certain things to satisfy our own guilt and inability to love beyond difference. Thomas said, "A teachable moment was Jesus challenging religious practice." Pam said, "We as humans need to learn how to disagree well." Eh, eh, eh? What? We as humans need to. Learn oh how yeah, disagree, disagree well. well. Yeah, I like that. maybe a little Bible, loosen the Bible belt listener, perhaps. Your catchphrase? And still get along. Disagree well, and still get along. Amen. Thomas says, yes, being fully human means being able to learn and change. Yeah. Nick, I believe that's how this name is pronounced. It looks like it's a sonic K on the beginning. Yahweh wanted blood sacrifices and then decided with Jesus' sacrifice, he was done with the system. That's quite the shift. Which I think is interesting because that sounds like Nick is... Approaching it from an atonement understanding, and then saying that, that God changes His mind, which is an interesting take. Thomas, which no, that's good. Yeah, I'm, I like that. I'm open uh, to that. Yeah, I'm open to that. Mm-hmm. You were you kind of getting to the end there too, specifically. Uh, oh, and then some guy named Caleb had a thought too. Uh, <laughs> s- uh, I was surprise! Thinking, yeah, surprise! Surprise! Shocker! This guy won't shut up. Past two years, he's <laughs> been around. Uh, I think it's kind of interesting how personal, like, presumptions and inclinations and preferences can dramatically uh, determine how you're going to read kind of the tone of the Bible and the tone of the characters in the Bible. And, you know, Jesus could be like a a stuck-up, passive-aggressive, perfectionist, elitist, you know, uh, if you read that verse when he's talking to the Canaanite woman a certain way, he'd be, you know, kind of being passive-aggressive, like you said, kind of hoity-toity. Or... um, you know, he, he could be kind of more the savior or the, or the Christ that I can relate to, which is more emotionally intelligent and vulnerable and quick to empathize and learn from any insensitivities or mistakes or misunderstandings. Even you know, you just had to learn yeah. like anyone else. didn't come out of the womb speaking uh, Hebrew. An important oh, Thomas is an important and overlooked red letter phrase. Why do you call me good? Yeah it's very poetically put Thomas Uh, you'll like this one Carolyn Joy Simpson says fully God and fully human means that Jesus could not have been perfect as a human man Nick said the idea that Jesus had flaws and shows the way and shows the way of healthy and daring change makes the story more compelling all truth is paradox yeah Barry said Travis I was just thinking Barry Taylor would like that Travis says, "I agree with the post, with the post that the human side of Jesus prevented him from being perfect, but could he have become perfect through his life experiences and then ultimately on the cross? Just a thought. I like I like all these different theories popping yeah. up here." Yeah. Uh, Thomas again popped in here said he sits with the sinners, those who have been rejected. They were his friends. Yeah. Sheryl says all all fall short (laughs) all fall short Thomas again uh, I embrace atonement and the possibility of an imperfect Jesus which is kind of like I think that's great Nick was saying uh, of an imperfect Jesus a Jesus who oops one day we'll do a
1: conversation about atonement just like we'll try to do something like open up Q&A or something like a live talk or something
0: Uh, an imperfect Jesus uh, Jesus who can learn and is fully human experiencing lack is what it means to be human we will often we will often misconstrue the word sin it is falling short there is nothing more human than falling short uh than trying to be better or than the trying better on um, what's a typo zo said jesus death happened only for the sake of a sacrifice for oh they's, uh, they're talking about um atonement about- Yeah. Many one in theology. Okay, let's skip that for now. Uh, Thomas, I want you to call. I want to call you a pastor. So I. Oh, this is people talking back and forth. Sorry, uh, these ones I haven't read yet. This is these are the ones after okay. you finished. Um, Greg, it's not a lie to refuse to respond to a self-accusatory question, to hold your tongue, or be vague. As in whose image is on this coin? It's slippery slope to even intentionally deceive anyone in a close personal relationship. Tom, <laughs> I still don't know who Don Lemon is. That's good. <laughs>
1: it's a CNN reporter. That's all.
0: Uh, stirring the pot, Jay says. Roberta. Yeah, I didn't I like mean Roberta. to stir
1: their pot. I'm sorry.
0: Uh, I think that's yeah. That's about all.
1: Well, hey everybody. Um, thanks for listening today thanks for coming in i know that this was kind of a silly t- talk but i, I thought it, it was an interesting conversation to have and i really appreciate you all joining in on it and listening and um yeah i just thought it was worth a talk because it's this, this stuff's almost impossible to talk about on mm-hmm. on twitter on instagram and stuff like that i always want to have a conversation but i'm like oh, i'm gonna have to post 15 Verses, and then I'm going to have to comment on those, and you know, it just gets. Mm-hmm. And I'm dyslexic, you know, and people don't realize that sometimes. So then they give me a hard time for my misspelling, and it's just, yeah. I'll talk about it. That's what I do. Uh Oh, he was saying. Uh, Thomas says I was saying that Jay is a pastor, and so therefore, Revolution is a church. Yeah, I mean, legally, we're a church too.
0: So yeah, that's true.
1: We, you know, we have to. We learned from First Peter last week that mm. we have to obey the government. That's right. All right, everybody, thank you so much for your time. Keep this conversation going. I love you guys, and um, yeah, we'll see you next week. Love you a lot. Thank you so much.
0: Bye-bye. We'd like to remind you that our ministry is supported 100% by listeners like you. To make your 100% tax-deductible donation today, please visit revolutionchurch.com. Slash donate you can also learn more by clicking the donate section on the website
1: if you enjoyed this show you might also like loosen the Bible belt with Kristen Becker and myself Jay Baker my heroes aren't politicians my heroes are people who went and met with politicians and and change their hearts and change their minds, or at least let them see the pressure of what the injustice was doing to other people and made them change policies or encourage them to change policies. Those are my heroes,
0: you know. That was a post Christian podcast. <laughs>